Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. guys welcome back this is the next episode we're streaming on both twitch and youtube now uh don't ban us twitch for doing that Uh, i hope Um, so (laughs) yeah exactly uh in this week's episode we're going to be talking about self-limiting uh setting limitations on yourself basically uh this type of behavior might be uh self-sabotaging yourself physically and mentally ultimately it's going to stop you from reaching your goals so you know, stop it. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> I want to preface this this by uh, basically saying, like, uh, so all limitations aren't bad. Like, you know, don't push yourself too hard and be like, you know what? I believe I can do a 500-pound dead, deadlift when you haven't lifted your ass off your chair for the last how long. So uh, don't do that. But what we are saying is, uh, you know, you can still dream big. It's just more about setting those super you know realistic goals as stepping stones to your ultimate you know big dream goal in like five years from now exactly it's uh kind of kind of what i'm going for you know long-term goals can be a little less realistic short terms have to be that smart goal yeah they have to be time frame associated usually right yeah exactly and even if you fail at a goal it's like whatever you know like it's not the end of the world to fail at something as long as you put in that honest effort and you got those small successes along the way. Yeah. That's just to reinforce the importance of having short-term goal setting. Cause then you can keep yourself on track and hold yourself accountable. And like we've talked about in another podcast, but that's what's going to help keep you motivated and keep you going. And like, versus having just like a one long-term goal of like, let's say losing 50 pounds or losing 60 pounds, right? Like, having that short-term goal of like, okay, let's do five pounds this month. Okay. Five yeah, pounds this month, right? And that's how you stay accountable. It's how you keep going. And like, that's going to keep you motivated because you're going to be seeing progress and you're going to be able to see the little rewards and um, accomplishments here and there too. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, end of the day, uh, even if let's say your goal, you're 500 pounds overweight, you want to lose 300 pounds. That's your long-term goal. That's dreaming. And, you know, if you're saying I'm going to do that in six months, it's possible, healthy, no. Uh, But, you know, ultimately, even if you don't ever get that 300 pounds, but you get 250, that is amazing. That is still such good progress. And, like, even if your long-term goal is, say, you want to do that in the next three years, you want to lose 300 pounds or, you know, over the next two years with the doctor, Mm. like, great set that goal if you don't make it within that two years but you've made significant progress good that is a success in itself you know yeah it's one of the most important things and a lot of people i would say set themselves up for failure before they even start right and you start with a goal that's way too big you start with something that's kind of it's not like it's not like it's not possible but it's it's almost like unattainable it's out of reach for you um, at that time and then like that just causes relapse and that causes a sense of 
failure and like that association with failure in your brain. So you're not going to want to keep pushing if you're not seeing yourself chip away at it, right? Whereas, oh, 100%. Whereas making small goals are where you're going to be seeing those that progress every week or that monthly progress, and that's going to be huge, right? That's why I like really encourage clients to do pictures. Um, I encourage them to do weigh-ins weekly and monthly measurements because a lot can change in a month if you're sticking to a solid program and if you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like, um, with, you know, working out at, you know, 15, 16, when you're first getting into working out, you know, it's very unrealistic to say, you know, go all the way up to a 500 pound deadlift, just like that. But, um, if you, you know, progress and do it over the next, you know, a few years or even at your level, you're, you're at a point where, you know, 500 pounds isn't super unrealistic for a deadlift. What, what is your uh, current deadlift anyway? We're actually going to be testing that tomorrow. Oh, so okay. that'll be on my YouTube and on my Instagram. Okay, keep but, us updated. But the best poll to date is 530. 530, oh, okay, so you're already over 500. Yeah. But, you know, still, tomorrow might be over 600, depending on how you feel. It's aim big. It's aim big. Yeah, aim big. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh is that too too far i don't think so no i think that's a no i got it all right i'm confident i, I expect it i'm confident 600 right? tomorrow yeah all right let's go into some questions now sounds good man i'm excited for this one all right so uh what would you be doing if you weren't in uh, your current field uh for you it's personal training for me it's nursing mm. so what what else would you do other than uh, personal training? Well, I guess we'll kick it off, eh? Well, for those of you that know me, um, I used to be in some trades before I got into PT. So I did do electrical for a bit. I did do carpentry for a little bit. Um, when I was actually in between years for school, I did telecom. So I did work for um, a company that worked underneath AFL. So a lot of like tells fiber. Um, but realistically, now that I, I look back at other jobs that I've had, I couldn't really see myself being in a different field. I would probably, if I were to do a, do a different position, it would maybe be like a physio um, or maybe another kind of like healthcare provider or another something else in the, in the fitness field itself. Um, but I couldn't really see myself doing anything else if it wasn't in fitness though, to think just because how impressionable it's been on me. It's been a huge factor of kind of guiding where I am today, obviously, and it's shaped a large part of who I am. So I don't really think that I would be doing anything else. I think that I would be in the same field regardless. Yeah. I, uh, I think I, I feel certain ways about nursing now and again, and I think almost every nurse goes through it. Um, where like overall I do like the field, I might not have the best position now, but I definitely know there are other positions I do enjoy. So right now the dream is either, you know, uh, getting into a women's health labor and delivery position or actually transitioning into a nurse practitioner role later down in the road, which is still, you know, in that healthcare adjunct field. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? If I was really going wild with my uh, my dream career, it'd be, you know, working at Google so that way I can have nap time in the middle of the workday and, mm -hmm. you know have that uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't mind coding. I do enjoy it. I think it's cool that you can create with it. So, so I guess the next question is if you would like to be doing coding and if you would like to be working at Google, why haven't you tried to do that? Or why haven't you thought uh, about trying, doing it? Uh, I actually have a little bit. And by that, I mean, I've, I'm starting to build my skill set up for uh, coding. So like right now I'm focusing mostly on web development. So um, things like JavaScript and HTML and CSS, those are all just kind of like, uh, they're not programming languages per se, JavaScript is, but I won't bog down the podcast with all those details, but basically it's a step towards making websites that are interactive, like uh, Twitch or YouTube, that sort of stuff. Fair. Fair. So, yeah. And what about you? Why aren't you a, a big time physiotherapist or gym owner or well, I think I think when it comes to owning a gym, um, I worked pretty closely with local gym owners. So um, for those of you that know me and know where I've worked, I worked at Perpetual Fitness and that was in Spruce. Um, and I worked there for a long time. And I did see a lot of the like overhang costs and a lot of the financial considerations with owning a gym. And I personally just don't think I would want that that overhang cost. And I don't know if I would want that financial burden, to be completely honest. Um, That's fair. Do, do I think it would be insane to be able to own a gym? Like, it'd be pretty unreal to own a gym. But, I mean, like, you can definitely have a pretty sweet home gym set up. And you can definitely have a lot of those things without having to have the the overhang cost of a rental space and property and uh, you know, you have your utilities obviously, and you have all that stuff. So uh, personally for me, I just don't think I would ever really own a gym. Um, I have a home gym set up now and like what I love to keep adding to it, like hundred percent. And I think there's like a, there's no real cap with that. Like you can definitely add as much as you can, as long as you can have space and money. Right. That's a good question though. <laughs> so if money was no, object mm -hmm. would you own a gym yeah i think so yeah yeah that seemed more like a yeah i don't want just because like you're thinking of it like as like a porsche or a lambo where you're like yeah i don't really need one but well if i have I mean, money i mean if, if money was absolutely no object then yeah. for sure because like i would we've talked about it with uh with ian i believe and I would definitely, if I had a gym, I would have like a physio on there. I would have a massage therapist on there. I would have a bunch of professionals in this one gym. So then that way you have like access to that community and access to those resources. And that would all be like in the same building. Would you uh, hire a registered nurse asking for a friend? hundred percent. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. Future job secure <laughs> as long as you win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. But what was the other question? It was about physio, right? Yeah, physiotherapy. So I have considered physio. Um, the physio route for me would definitely be to go to uh, back to, to school. So definitely go to U of A um, and then do my, my kin, probably my kinese. Um, and that would be probably at least four years. Um, and you'd be looking at probably another two years for your masters and then it'd be eight for your doctorate right yeah it's uh it takes a while 
Yeah. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing for me is the money situation. Um, I personally just don't think I would want to have that much debt. That's true. And, and totally fair. Cause like, uh, you think about it, you're, you know, turning, uh, you turned 24 this year, but you're turning 25 ne- year next year in, uh, yeah. in, uh, January. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to think to yourself, like, all right, in the next eight years, by the time I'm like, you know, oh gosh, so, <laughs> so that's 33. So you're, you'd be a PT and then well, or a physiotherapist, just because we use PT as personal trainer sometimes. Yeah, um, but the, the actual PT term is physio. Yeah. So you get there and then you're only making, you know, depending on where you are in the country, 60 to $80,000 a year to start off with and you know i I don't think it's unrealistic for someone who's uh really engaged in the fitness community and branches out has your own training business to get pretty close to that but Mm -hmm. you got to think like you know if you can get to sixty thousand dollars with your personal training business so if you do that for eight years in a row you're already going to be 10 times ahead of what you will be when you're making sixty thousand to eighty thousand as a pt uh or physio in uh eight years time yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about it. It's definitely yeah. been something that I've considered because I, I do think it would obviously be, I like working with people and I like helping people. Uh, I think it'd be a very rewarding job to have. And I think it'd be, again, it's you have access to different people, right? Like it's a, it's a different niche and it's a different yeah. demographic of people. So I do think that it would be, it'd be different in a sense. But um, I think personally for me, like I enjoy what I do. Um, I know when to refer out <laughs> and uh yeah, I think I think I'm I'm good with with how things are going with you know in in person work and then um, obviously with the launch of the company and stuff. Perfect. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, I I think well, that really uh, segues well into you know what are the goals for the remainder of the year. Oh man, uh, big goal for me right now is um, definitely building my in person and my online business. So I am doing a course right now through uh, Elite Vitality. So that's a, that's a plug for them. We're doing a, uh, I'm doing a business and fitness course. So it's, it's covering a lot of like wealth management, um, niche and branding. Um, and we're going into week three. Okay. Um, that's been, that's been a really good course so far. Uh, a lot of things that you don't really consider or think about when you get into personal training as a whole right so covering a lot of a lot of important topics and a lot of aspects to to owning your own company and um, also uh, trying to brand yourself and trying to find your your niche in in a somewhat saturated market right um, so it's been a really good course so far but the, the big goal for me for this year is to um, really try to drive my my in-person um, and then try to try to get full there because I'm I'm pretty close to being full for my in person, um, and then for my online, trying to get that as close as I can to full client load probably within the next year. Okay, those are pretty good goals to have actually. Yeah, how about yourself? Um, what, what, what about what's the what's the big uh, the goals with nursing? Now that you're done. Yeah, so for the next year. Um... I think like for short term, it's just to, I'm doing a vaccination job at the moment. Um, so 
that contract should probably finish around July, middle of August, depending, uh, just mm-hmm. on the demands. So I'll probably do that for the next month and a half. And then hopefully I'll transition into a food vaccination job um, for the fall season with Alberta Health Services. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, kind of the sky's the limit that gets me six months in the future. So I'll reassess there and um, hopefully have a little money to decide what I want to do from there. Yeah, obviously, it's still nursing though, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now you need you need like uh, 4,500 hours of nursing practice to become a nurse practitioner. So right now I think I'm only, you know, uh, on the high end, I'll say probably like, a couple hundred like so i haven't really gotten that much nursing experience yet for you know that 4500 hour requirement so getting towards that uh through different jobs is going to be the main priority um yeah but after that then you know after the flu clinic it's probably going to try and transition into like a labor and delivery position or a postpartum position which are just different forms of basically uh before baby has uh been delivered and after baby has been delivered so yeah because I, I well i know that you've wanted to work with babies for a long time yeah i, I like babies i uh, i think they're pretty cool they uh they're pretty simple they they pee they poop they cry and they sleep <laughs> so they they only have like four settings and uh i'm good with that <laughs> yeah i mean for for a bit you um you were kind of unsure if you wanted to do nursing yeah what uh, yeah what what brought you back well actually uh quite frankly it was my uh we do a preceptorship in our final year of nursing and i did that back in the fall and i had a wonderful preceptor she's amazing um shout out to donna and it was in labor and delivery and um for a long time i didn't really have like i had like a third year nursing uh, experience in postpartum and labor and delivery and i liked it but you know the concept is always you know uh you know, nursing is already the women's uh, trade, basically. Like, it's a, a female-dominated profession. Uh, and I was fine mm. with that. I had no concerns about that. And then... Yeah, it's, it's known for that, for sure, for having a majority of women working in exactly. there. Exactly. Right? So, but going into labor and delivery and postpartum, that's like, uh, if you're in, like, emergency room or medical surgical, like, you're going to run into another guy nurse. Uh, labor and delivery and postpartum, you're like, you might, but you're probably not going to. It's uh, not a super common profession for males to go into, or, or uh, specialty, I guess, is a better term. Um, so navigating that was what was difficult in third year, but doing my actual preceptorship there for day in, day out, for full time for three months was, um, and with a really good preceptor who was supportive and a unit that was supportive, it was just something that I could see myself doing and actually succeeding at. Um, especially because I had amazing experiences with clients and, uh, I just, I really loved it. So I'm glad you found that for yourself. Cause I know that, uh, for a bit, you weren't sure if you wanted to do nursing. Yeah. I know we, I know we, we discussed that for a while, if you wanted to take a year off or if maybe you were in the wrong field. So, yeah. And good. like, I, I still think that, you know, if I can't get into, uh, a specialty, if I was basically stuck doing medical surgical nursing for the rest of my life, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I can barely do it now, uh, so I would probably transition into something else, uh, trying to get into, you know, if I couldn't get into any of those specialties that I liked, I'd definitely be going for something like uh, coding or software, where I go for computer science, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, it just it just shows the benefit of having like a good like a good experience in like your practicum, right? Because like I know for you that that changed that changed the whole situation for you. You didn't want to do it, and then you had a good experience, and what made you want to stay? And I know it's um it's what it could be one or the other, right? For me, like I had good experiences with it through Nate, but I know some people have the opposite and then it makes, it makes them realize that they don't want to be in it. Right. But it can, I think it can be an eye opening thing regardless of whether you're in the right field or not. And I think like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, don't be unhappy in what you're doing, but it is a job. So, uh, or profession in nursing's case, or even uh, fitness. So there's a lot of areas you can go into, um, and just, you know, look for the good and where you don't even have to say like, this is my dream job, but what would make me uh, content and that I can go and pursue hobbies or uh, volunteer uh, for different organizations that actually would fulfill that, you know, dream job. Because um, not everyone is made to, you know, be uh, a corporate drone or work in medical surgical or do uh, client facing personal training. No, so no. <laughs> I, I definitely think that personal training is definitely one of the one of the careers and like I'd say even for nursing too that um, when people get into it they expect it to be a lot different than it actually yeah, is right 100%. so I th- I think it's that the, especially like that first year for Nate was like a make or break for a lot of people right like especially first semester or even maybe second semester it, that's when you really realize like is my passion for fitness enough to turn it into a career right oh yeah and it's like you know, you go through that two years or you even get a year in to nursing or uh, personal training and you have this combat in your head, basically, that, you know, the sunk cost fallacy where you're like, I've already done a year, maybe it'll get better, maybe I want to finish it. Um, or you're like, oh, this is super amazing. I love it. This has been a great first year. And then you get into your second year and you're like, oh, this isn't what I expected and this is awful. Um, some people, it's the opposite. You just have a completely great time or a completely horrible time. But either way, you know, just really sit down and analyze it with yourself. And if you're that person who's like, I really dislike this, uh, and you get to that year uh, or even a semester in and you're like, yeah, I really, it's not for me. Quit. It's okay. Um, really evaluate before you quit. Don't just do it on a whim uh, or on a drunken Friday. But, you know, evaluate it and give yourself permission to quit if it's not what's for you. But uh-huh. make sure that you're giving it the, you know, the chance that it deserves and that you've committed to it with the time. So that way, like, it, it doesn't need to be long. Just take a day and be like, what do I write a list, pros and cons? What do I like about this? What do I hate about it? And if, you know, the cons outweigh the pros for you, quit. It's okay. I give you permission. Like good old pros and cons yeah. list. A very simple way to do it, but <laughs> I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, it, it'll help you get your thoughts out and it'll actually let you objectively view all these emotions in your head about wanting to quit, right? Yeah, I think that it's an important thing to consider with, especially making sure that you're not doing something just because someone else wants you to do it. Um, I think that's kind of where I was at before I got into before I got into PT is my, my parents wanted me to do something that was more stable, more, um, you know, you're, you're kind of guaranteed a, an income, you have a salary, you got probably have benefits, you probably have all this stuff. Right. Um, and yeah. then I was like, no, <laughs> but 
you you also have to live your own life and make your own choices for yourself 100%. and you you can't you can't just be in school because like your parents want you to be in school if your heart's calling you to something else like what's what's going to hurt you more if you stay in school or if you try yeah and i think uh, people make the mistake of like you know we're in bro- both in professions that ultimately help people and i think that's a very noble thing so it's it's not that you shouldn't um you know just to clarify so don't live your life for others and that just means don't live the others uh don't live the life others expect of you but you can mm-hmm. you know live your life serving others so it you will get a lot of uh benefits and reward from helping people um but as long as it's yeah. not something that's forced on you that it's not really what your passion is um you know yeah don't don't let other people's uh like opinions dictate your choices but at the same time though like like tanner said we're both in the in the field of service and we're both in the field of helping people so we both do work to serve people like it's kind of like a we're, we're both in service whether you, yeah, whether we like to acknowledge it or not <laughs> so you, you do have to again you have to consider that it is important to make sure that you're making choices that are going to be helping people but at the same time though like you don't want to be making a choice just because somebody wants yeah. to make that choice and like the other thing is um you'll have a lot of people who complain and say or not complain. They have very valid uh, concerns, which is like, you know, let's say you want to be a famous mm-hmm. artist or a famous Twitch streamer or, or whatever. Um, you might not make it and you might not actually be able to make enough money to live off of doing those things, but you can still try or do things adjunct to it. So you might not be able to make enough money that way, but maybe look into social media management if you wanted to be a Twitch streamer or more involved with that stuff. And you're going to likely have yeah. better success at getting a job there without having to garner your own audience. Uh, same thing with like, uh, you know, painting. You could become an actual painter, a trade. Um, and then you could start your own business eventually and then take contracts that let you actually express your artistic ability. Um, you know, it's it's not to uh, diminish your, ho- uh, your passion. So you can turn your passion into a job, mm-hmm. but it's also okay just to keep it as a hobby. So if you really don't want to, if it's soul crushing to become a painter because you love painting, but not white walls or off color cream colors, keep it as a hobby and find something else that you're content with doing. You don't need to love it per se, but that you're happy enough doing day in, day out. Yeah. There's always the chance that what was once a passion will could no longer be a passion. If you try to pursue it in a sense of making it work. Right. So, I mean, for me, I've been pretty lucky that with fitness, especially, I don't feel like it's killing my passion at all, but I know for some people it might. So if you really like, if you like working out a lot, it doesn't mean you should be a PT, but like, it also might be, it might mean that it's a good, it's a good line of work for you. So it could be worth trying out too. End of the day, just, just help people. That's it. We're trying to say. It's just help people, but then also have the confidence to make your own decisions yeah, for yourself. Exactly, because like, you know, we we're talking about we're talking about both today, where it's the self-limiting internal beliefs that are keeping you from your goals, but it's also the external, where you know you're not letting yourself pursue goals because of what your parents expect, or your friends and family, or what society expects, or the monetary realities of 
a capitalistic society, you know. Yeah. End of the day, it's good to stand out. Like you want, you want to be different. You should strive to be different. If you're like everybody else, you're doing yeah. things, you're doing something wrong. And like, it doesn't even have to be like, you don't have to be hyper individualistic about it. Like you don't have to be, you know, the one star in a million. It's just, you know, be yourself and do it authentically and tr- like true to yourself, you know? Um, and that should be enough to differentiate yourself from others as long as you're also building the right skills and habits along with it. Yeah, actually, go. that ties in really well to 100%. the next question, which is, you know, what are some new skills you want to build this year, Bryce? Oh, man. Uh, I guess one thing I've been pushing off that uh, I would like to do this year is learn Fair. how to snowboard. Shred the gnar. I do want to know. I do want to know how to snowboard, especially being in a place where it's cold for six months of the year. Yeah. Probably not a bad idea. Um, I want to get obviously in, with when it comes to business stuff. I want to be more confident with business. Um, but I would say, as far as like new skills, probably snowboarding and uh, maybe an instrument. I've, I've kind of thought about guitar. I think guitar. The, be this cool year's the year. Or, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. but I, I agree with you. I, um, I'd like to hone business skills a little bit. I'd like to hone my coding skills, and by that I mean really learn coding because I can barely do the basics. Um, and then you know I want to try and do a muscle up this year. Uh, might not be super realistic, but dream big. Uh, yeah. And then, you, you know, I think lastly, it's probably learn a little bit more French. Uh, I've been doing a diff- few different programs with Duolingo and Rosetta Stone and uh, progressing through that pretty well. So, you know, like really basic French so far. And I mean, like really basic, but it's progress. It's better than what I've had for the last like three years. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all, all we got to do is just strive to learn something new this year that we yeah. didn't do last year right and and for me like I, I think there's always that there's always that um, anxiousness or that nervousness associated with anything that's new but i think it's very important to differentiate the two and realize that just because you're anxious doesn't mean 100%. you shouldn't do it because you're just because you're anxious means you probably should do it but you know being anxious or being nervous is like a normal it's a normal feeling it's yeah. normal emotion right it shouldn't stop you from doing something out of your comfort zone and making that, making that leap a little bit. So. I think that is a good point to like mention, especially cause like, but there to define a little bit more for comfort zone, like, you know, there's that little space outside of your comfort zone. That is like the perfect place to try and put yourself. And then there's that way out. So if you're feeling that nervous feeling, but it's pretty severe and it's severe anxiety about, you know, jumping on off 80 foot cliff because you've never done a 20 foot maybe listen to the anxiety there mm-hmm. but if it's that 40 feet and it's still getting you a little anxious but you know it's going to be safe full set going back to an earlier podcast it's reference probably, there but it's probably worth a go right and i, I think it just it just comes down to like obviously there's that um there's that instinct that keeps yeah. you safe i think that's what you're talking about right so Obviously, if 
if there's some things where we're like, okay, that's that'd be intense, but it's not safe for me, then you know probably don't do it. But if if it's talking to somebody you like, if it's asking for a promotion at work, if it's like you know if it's if it's these things that you're like, oh, like I could go without it, but at the same time, like, oh yeah, it's not gonna exactly. Hurt. So um, just just ask, just push put yourself just a little bit out of that bubble and that you'll find that that bubble where you're comfortable grows and then you can keep doing more and more uncomfortable stuff that to a person where you were at even a year ago would seem insane like um for example um my comfort level um, there's something that's so far out of there that i couldn't even imagine myself like doing which is skydiving i never get there I would never get there, but you know, if I started small and worked the way up and got my comfort zone bigger and bigger over the next year, maybe that's not something that's so far mm-hmm. to reach. I think it's going to be, but maybe it won't be. Maybe once you do some things that are like closer to that feeling, maybe you, yeah, like it'll be, it won't be a big deal. I have, have cliff flipped, jumped. Have you cliff um, jumped? Only after off like a uh, fifteen foot cliff, but still. Uh, it's progress. And the other okay. thing I would actually really try and do, especially with things opening up again, is uh, indoor skydiving. I would try that. Yeah. So skydiving is just like a a 10,000 foot cliff jump. Yeah. Yeah, that's not terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely right? not getting like anxiety shakes right now thinking about that. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. they'd have me, to push right? me out so. the plane it's a, it's actually funny because skydiving is something i never thought i would ever consider doing before but i think i can All see right. myself trying attach it. me to the front of your big boy chest and uh throw me out of a plane brace but i mean like tandem jump so then that way someone yeah else you'll jump for me for you right and... all right cool sure and then We'll we'll uh we'll we'll live it on on Twitch. We'll, uh, we'll do Twitch a uh, Twitch and YouTube podcast while skydiving. It it'll be a thirty second podcast, <laughs> but that's fine. It'll yeah. be the best well, podcast, and you won't hear anything because it'll just be. <sighs> I'd probably just spike the heck out of the audio there. Whoops. Oh man, I um. But yeah, I think I think for me that that was something that at before I I never thought I would ever do it. I I honestly never thought I would ever see myself wanting to yeah. to skydive, but that that ch- definitely changed recently and um I think there's some other things too like I've also scuba dived. Um I never never really thought I would scuba dive before, but that was really cool. I'd probably do that again. But uh what about you, Tanner? What are some things that you think that you that you would do? Um, but you think definitely you're things to like do? Uh, like I think I'd do like a thirty foot cliff jump for sure, um, which you know still still isn't the insane like eighty foot cliff jump or a fifty foot cliff jump, but I think I could thirty feet. Um, other things I think I could do. I could mm. probably try scuba diving. Um, I'm not great at swimming, but I'm okay. I float. I think. Uh, no, I don't. Your that's, camera's uh, off. It's just for um, the riverside. Yours has done it a few times too. 
Don't stress it. Oh, okay. Although okay. my alarm goes off like, at that exact time anyway. I was like... <laughs> I was, I was like, oh, hopefully yeah, yeah, it'll be good for the recording. Right Not sure about Twitch or YouTube. I don't think we had any uh, Fs in chat. Then again, no one's really watching. So, <laughs> Pre- primo. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think uh, to kind of give a last question here, where do you see yourself in? I know this mm-hmm. is going to be hard to imagine, but five years. Just shy of your thirtieth birthday. Wow! Don't put it that way, man. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think I think for me the the biggest thing is to definitely be established enough in in my business that I'd like to be able to retire early. So, um, early retirement to me looks like. 35 or 40 but again it's not like retired retired but it's pretty much just not being held down to yeah fi- financial, financial independence right and financial situation exactly so for me like if i if i had to work still that'd be fine um but you know like with my own business you're making your own schedule and um you're able to kind of have the freedom to live where you want and to do things that you want to do so I think a big goal for me for five years from now is to have definitely have just kept building my business and um, yeah. Fair enough. That's think, the biggest thing uh, probably. I think that's a good goal. How about who five about years you? from now? Hey, um, hopefully have my own house. <laughs> that's a, mm-hmm. that that's a, that's a dream. Yeah, that, too. that too. Um, I think uh, it, too. it's cause I, I see my life going down multiple different paths right now. I'm not quite sure which one I'll pick yet, but like uh, five years down the road, I'd be happy if I was a liberal delivery nurse. Um, I'd be happy if I was a nurse practitioner working in other uh, community health slash, you know, your, your family doctors basically, Um, or in, you know, labor and delivery, that sort of thing. So those are like two different branches from nursing. Uh, The other thing is if I can't get into something like that, then it'd be, um, hopefully getting a software development job where, you know, I can get a little bit more freedom from home. Um, and then the third really unrealistic uh-huh. one, but you know, why we're doing the podcast and Twitch at like a superficial level, very superficial because we're doing it for a lot of other reasons, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll get big on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter and all those other places. And next thing you know, get to live the good life, uh, by having a bunch of chatters going, Haha, you suck. So, (laughs) I, I, uh, yeah, I definitely think I agree with the with the house one. Obviously, Um, that would be that'd be really nice. (laughs) I I would hope it's within within the five years. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, for me, it's definitely definitely business. Um, I guess for me, for it's books too. Like I I definitely want to keep reading um my my goal was for six for this year and i'm on my fifth or sixth one so to keep kind of with that i mean i mean obviously you know so what you're saying is like stuff but i'd write i'd like to keep a thousand uh, books by the end of the year books yeah i think that's fair i think that's easy enough to do yeah exactly like that's only like how many days i think too severe 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Seems you're going to do that. Uh, if not, you're going to gift a thousand subs <laughs> to the chat right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when it, when it comes to my business and even the podcast, and I know we've talked about it before, the biggest thing is like, yeah. we love what we do. And we love being able to to give you guys information that we wish we had access to. Like, man, I wish I had access to stuff that we're putting out when we were 14, 15, getting to working out. So, like, if, if we can give you guys something that you can take from, like, even if it's one thing, like, that's all we're really wanting. And if we can help change some aspect of your life, then yeah, then that's good. That's good for me. I don't need I don't need to get any sponsored ads. I don't need to get any I don't need to get a hundred thousand followers. Like I'm cool with just just yeah, doing what exactly. I can. And I think that's way. a really good like it's a good reason to be in this space and to do it. Because it doesn't matter if we only ever, you know, uh capture one person's attention and change their life. That one person that makes a difference, right? Um and you know, at the end of the day, if it's a 14 or 15 year old listening because they're into working out, even if it's like uh, a cousin or a family friend or someone who's watching us, um, you know, if it can prevent them from getting injured, because somehow we didn't get injured when we were younger, but <laughs> it's probably because teenagers are uh, actually invincible. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah can throw out our backs to the deadlift. I'm surprised we didn't. Um, but- but yeah, I think I think that makes it worth it. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Like I said, we're not not in this for money. We're we're in this because we like to do it because of the connection we're we were money. able to make, right? And uh, <laughs> we're in it for money. Yeah, but, but the, the the connections we make, though, like that's all that's all part of it, and that's what that's what we enjoy and we're thankful to those of you that listen and put up with us for <laughs> it looked like i just cried a tear on so the far. video but i swear it's just sweat yeah yeah i uh cried a single tear for that beautiful speech <laughs> a little off tangent but i think it's important to make sure that we show yeah, appreciation exactly. for those that support us and support what we do that's it man because we support you if you support us support you if you don't support us support the haters 2021 because they won't know what to say if you're like yeah you're like you suck you know what you're doing awesome man i love you they'll be like pull down your pants and they'll suck your dick yeah you want to go i'll suck your dick (laughs) and now this is an explicit episode definitely not for kids sorry youtube yeah i was about about to say, I'm about to yeah, say, this is like, now whoopsie. not for kids now. <laughs> but uh, to wrap this thing up, um, going through all these questions will also help determine um, and lead you on a journey of self-affirmation versus self-acceptance. So with self-affirmation, obviously, you could be trying to convince yourself you're in a certain state or maybe you're actually, you know, again, like kind of like what we discussed before with the with the long-term goal setting and thinking that you're where you, you're not where you should be, or you think like, okay, I'm 60 pounds, 60 pounds in two months is realistic. It's not. So (laughs) you have to sometimes 
realize that um, self-acceptance is important and you have to realize that where you are right now is where you are and that, you know, the present is. I was going to say a pound a day is super realistic, bro. (laughs) 3,500 calories deficit, a little bit more. It is. Yeah. Yeah, because like easy. It's, it's not that. All bad. you have to do is cut fifteen hundred calories from your diet, and you're good. Or thirty five hundred calories. It's not bad at all. Yeah, but we appreciate you guys hopping into this one. Hopefully, you learned something new. If not, you got to you got to meet us a little bit more and get to learn a little bit more what we're all about and why we do what we do and our path to get to where we are. So yeah, little, it was like kind of like a little Q and A for next time. uh, We don't have an exact set time, but when we stream, uh, we'll let you know on Facebook uh, and on our Instagram, just that we're going live in the next like five, 10 minutes or whatever. So that way you can hop in. And then if you have any questions at the end, we'll try and get Mm. to them. Uh, That's the one benefit of live streaming it is that we can have some Mm. interaction with our audience. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely be doing our best to try to promote these a couple hours in advance. Um, now that we kind of have this whole thing figured out, because yeah. this is the first time using second time uh, using YouTube the software, with the so. software too. So we don't even know if it'll turn out good yet at the end of this episode, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll hope for the best. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But next episode, though, we do have a guest coming on. Um, the talk is going to be about fulfillment. So it'll be a really good one. Tune into that yeah. one. I and also, you you're welcome like for it. the uh, double feature so. uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> we're giving you, giving you two episodes within a, a week of each other. Yeah, very rare. That's rare. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we appreciate you tuning in and yeah. listening and watching, I guess. And we will uh, we will catch you all in, later in the week. Thank you.